Okay, and we are officially live. Woohoo! Oh my goodness. I need my iPad. Hello, hello. Yeah, I made it. Yes, you did, Colleen. You made it. Woohoo! Give me a second, guys. <laughs> I'm going to wait for a few more people to come in, get Landon hooked up, all that jazz. Hasn't even told you yet, eh? Ah, it's very chaotic. We're in the middle of moving. Yet again. <laughs> so, it's a little chaotic in the household. Alrighty, Landon is officially in the room. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Jax. Jax from Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> Yo. Yo. How is everybody doing? Hello, Miss Rowe. Hello, Jax. Hello, Musky Wayman. Hello from Edmonton. Hello, guys. Welcome. Come on in. We are just getting started. And the good news is, normally, when we have these lives, we have like a timer. <laughs> That's what happens when we do them on Fridays. Friday nights, we start, we watch wrestling, so we have to cut it off at the hour mark no matter what. But today we got nothing pending, so we can talk. We, we're not in a rush today. <laughs> All righty. So, <laughs> I'm happy you caught a live too. It's a little later too. Where we live, it's a little later than like the regular Eastern Standard Time. So it's even later for us over here. It's 9.30 p.m. here. Okay. First time on a live. Hooray. Well, okay. So we came up with like a name of what we want to call this. Uh, basically, it's going to be the uh, Triple T's predictions. Triple T. Triple T. What is it called? Triple T. T's topics. I can't, oh my goodness. Totally, totally forgetting what we were calling it here. But we have this name because basically we just gonna want to give you guys kind of like a salad of different things. Talk about predictions, talk about world events, and then talk about some crazy stories that happen with me. I literally wait and have an alarm for your podcast weekly. Love that. Oh, I love that too. Sometimes our episodes run late because of our editor or ghosty things but we try to get it out as on time as we possibly can yesterday we ran into um editor having issues so we had we were a little late but yep we try our hardest to bring them to you guys too Alrighty, we have eight people in here i think we're gonna start talking so as i had stated before on the live um, post on Facebook. By the way, guys, if you are not following us on Facebook, it is called Freaked Out Podcast. I highly recommend joining us there. You can get involved in a lot of different things. You can see what cases are upcoming. Like, there's a lot going on on the Facebook group. Um, so definitely join us there. We're trying to get our numbers over there as well, too. All righty. Um, so yeah, so today we're going to be covering 
uh, celebrity side of things, which is the Vanderpump Rules, which I'm so excited about. <laughs> yes, Melissa. Uh, we're covering uh, Donald Trump's trial. And uh, I know I had said nothing about politics, but this technically doesn't have to do with politics. It's more so like a criminal related thing. So I definitely bent the rules a bit on that one. And uh, obviously talking about something really crazy that happened to me with a spirit. So let's get to it. <clears throat> So first and foremost, um, we wanted to discuss the patron side of things. I noticed we've had quite a significant drop in numbers of patrons, which is kind of disheartening. I mean, I understand things come up and stuff, but we are definitely trying to provide as much content as possible. And once we're done this move, we are trying to set up like this really gorgeous studio wherever we live. <laughs> It's kind of been up in the air lately, um, but that's our plan. And then also where we're going, we will have access to a lot more. So I hope you guys definitely continue to support us there because in order for us to continue with the podcast, we have to go up, not down. And um, if things don't improve by January, we may end up cutting off the podcast. So we don't want it to get to that. I don't want to get to a point where I want to get to a point where this is what I focus on. This is what I do. So I can give you even more longer episodes, more detailed episodes, more of my time. In order for me to do that, I need it to go in a different direction so I can maintain that. So if things don't improve by January, unfortunately, we will have to stop. I don't want to get to that point, but I did want to give you guys a little bit of a warning. So just know that patron is definitely, definitely something that does help us out a lot. Um, if you want to become a patron and you don't know how, please come to the Facebook group, Freaked Out Podcast Facebook group, and we can give you the steps. We help everybody out. Everybody, even people that have issues, <laughs> we try to help out as many of you as we possibly can. And other people help other people. It's really great. So it's a good group to be part of. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the first thing I wanted to talk about. Love that, Melissa. I'll continue to tell everyone I meet about the podcast. Please do, because... Uh, like Liz said, if we can't get our numbers back up or anything, you know, we might not be doing this anymore uh, because it does cost us money, cost us money, cost we have to pay an editor. We have like a lot to pay for. So out of it, it's not free for us. And I think a lot of people, we had somebody who was like, oh, well, I thought your podcast was only a dollar. It was when we first started out, but now we have a lot of episodes. So we raised it to $2 last year. It hasn't been a dollar in a while. And then we go from there now we're going to be raising it a little bit more we have a lot of episodes so when someone signs up they're getting like 48 episodes of exclusive right off the hop that's a lot uh to get for two dollars um so we yeah any new people coming in that that for that that's what they would get your mic is off our um our regular episode, our regular, our regular people like our month to month people, like your price is not changing, just an FYI. This is just for new people. And you also get a seven day trial as well. So I definitely recommend joining and giving us a shot. <laughs> and we're trying to bring you guys some more content. We're trying to do the cases that you guys want. Like, you know, we're listening to you guys. We're trying to do uh, as much as we can for you guys. This is one of the few things that I look forward to every week. I don't think people understand how worth it it is. Exactly. I mean, it's $2 a month. And like we said, we understand when people are broke, but also at the same time, 
you know, people spend way more money daily, weekly uh, on stuff that's not even $2, <laughs> you know, that's way more. So we're hoping we can uh, continue to do this and bring some great episodes to you guys. I know we have been brainstorming a lot and we've been changing some of the episodes around trying to get some enticing episodes to make it more interesting and we understand too a lot of you guys uh you know you like to pick and choose what you listen to but we would hope that you guys listen to everything but if you don't you don't have to listen to it but tell somebody else about it like because you never know what somebody is looking to listen to you know absolutely all right On to the uh, exciting part of the evening for me anyway. (laughs) Yes, the lives are great. And you know what? We love coming in on the lives too, like we do. So thank you, Melissa. Okay. So um, now obviously Vanderpump Rules, uh, just so you know, like I know it's huge right now on TMZ. Um, Normally I don't cover like buzzworthy things in this capacity, but I have been, like, stuck to this show, like, since it first came out. Yeah, me, I think I, like, grew up with the cast members, honestly. Like, yeah, a lot of dramatics, but totally something I absolutely adored, loved. I don't know. I'm a drama girl, so I've been stuck to it. Landon, I kind of pushed Landon into watching it one day. He hates this kind of stuff, but he puts up with it for me. He usually yells at the people on the TV for being really moronic. <laughs> Don't know much about it. it. You know what? It's a it's a it's not everyone's acquired taste, but uh it's it's a good show in my opinion. Like I just love the drama. I don't know. I've I'm a I like the Desperate Housewives. I love all that stuff. So like if you're into all that, like it's totally one of those great shows. But anyways, point of the matter is the reason it's currently in the media is because a very a main character who had been dating another woman for probably about 10 years on, on the show at this point their relationship unfolded on the show the relationship continued on on the show like everything started off with them they were like the it couple on that show for a very long time and uh basically in the last six months seven months there was an affair between uh, this guy, Tom, and then Raquel. And Raquel is Ariana, who's Tom's current girlfriend, or was his current girlfriend. <clears throat> um, they were best, not best friends, but they were like really close friends. Not only that, they were castmates. Like they did have a good relationship. So the the whole world like kind of blew it out of proportion. Um, me personally invested because I watched the show, but people are tuning in now because it's like a big thing on TMZ at the moment. <clears throat> But anyways, I wanted to give you guys a little bit of predictions, what I'm feeling on the situation, because and and just to clear up some things as well. So obviously, you know, um, we know all the names of the people involved, Tom, Raquel and uh, Ariana. You might hear a few others. Um, There's also some cast members coming back. Uh, it was just recently announced that Jax is going to be coming back, which is crazy because he was, whoa, like he had a lot of problems on that show. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, I did want to make a prediction on this. And I also, f- I think Ariana is going off the show. So I believe, yes, Jax is definitely coming back. I also believe that although Ariana may not necessarily be in this next season, I feel like she will be coming back the following season or something. She may even have a partner. I even potentially feel like 
there might be a few partners that she has, but there might be a female that she dates. Like there's going to be a lot of things coming out for Ariana. Like I have no concern for her girl. Um, I know basically in my opinion, like, yes, she was in the middle of a devastating affair situation, but she's getting a nice paycheck alongside of this situation. So Ariana is totally fine. In my opinion, she was already like, I would say about 35% invested in this relationship with Tom. Like, I really believe she was already starting to fall out of love with him. So I think that last chapter just kind of solidified it for her, which is basically what I feel on that side of things. <clears throat> My other prediction for Ariana is I know she's going to be doing um, Dancing with the Stars here soon. I feel like she's going to win uh, or come really close to winning. So that's what I feel there. Oh, goodness. Um, how about this? So Tom Sandoval, like, I mean, right now, yeah, everyone's hating on him, but I really do feel like he's going to be able to turn it around and all this crazy hate won't like be constantly on top of him. Something will give. I feel like he's going to do something big for society that people may change their perspective just a little bit on him, which will help him out. But I think he's going to kind of go in the background. He's going to continue to carry on with the show. I, I It's brave, brave, good job for continuing on the show. But I do feel like he's going to be able to show us a little bit more of his vulnerability. A lot of people are calling him out saying he's blaming Ariana. Yeah, you know what he is. He totally is. But then again, he's also allowed to have his own side. And that's what people just don't understand. So, like, I can see things from both perspectives. Yes, they should have just split up a long time ago. When the relationship was getting bad, they just hung on because they had a really good relationship at first. That's why they hung up. But honestly, they should have both let go of each other a while ago. So, yeah, it's his fault, but so it's hers as well. So I don't blame both of them. I, I, I don't blame one, I blame both on that situation. Now, Raquel. Let's talk about Raquel here for a minute. I know that Raquel is like the villain at the moment because she was Ariana's best friend and Oh, it's just a big, a big fuckery. <laughs> like, anyways, Ariana, I, I'm sorry, the thing about Raquel, and I don't think people really understand this unless they were in this kind of situation before, but, and this is not even psychically speaking, but before she was with Tom, she was with James. She was with James for, I believe, five years. James is an extremely abusive, controlling, alcoholic, belligerent, terrible, like, human being. <clears throat> He's funny. I'll give you that. He's got some great wittiness to him. But that is all, like, he's extremely controlling. She came out of this relationship with him. And when people are in a controlled situation, all you want to do is break the rules. And Tom was in a very vulnerable state. And so was she. And she didn't really have anyone to genuinely latch on to. And I feel like the two of them caught each other's attention. And I think that's when things started to progress with him. Did they go out there and be like, yeah, let's make this happen? No. But I feel like both of them were just so broken, both parts of their life, that they just went forward. I honestly feel really bad for her because I already... I, when I had originally set up this episode, I was going to talk to you guys about how, like, I see she's going to a mental institution. Like, guys, like, we need to be very careful. Like, this girl is getting hate beyond hate beyond hate because she's a mistress. Like, how many other people in the world are mistresses right now? Like, get over it. You know what I mean? 
and like can you imagine being called out on that like all the damn time i would probably lose it myself i hate the little amount of hate i get on tiktok it kills me i could only imagine if it was every single person in the world coming at me you know so she right now is in an institution she's trying to get her mental health better which is great i feel for her i do i just people need to leave her alone i feel like she's scared to live her life i feel like she's in love with a guy and unfortunately he's like off limits the parents are rejecting her because like it's just a big crazy thing so everyone needs to back off and I hope they do for her mental health sake because I don't know if this is going to be her only mental health scare at this point and I'm a little worried so hopefully we can work on that <laughs> um the other thing I want to mention is that <clears throat> once this bullshit stops I do feel like her and Tom are going to go forward and have a relationship. And I don't know, it, it might work out. It might not work out. I'm, I'm not able to see that far because both of them right now are like <sighs> hesitant about the relationship. They're in and out. They're both running from each other a bit. So they, they depends on what they do, but it could potentially go somewhere and they could potentially have a child. And I think I even see Ariana getting to a point where, she goes to Tom and she forgives him and, and is like, you know what? Like you did do this. You hurt me, but I hurt you too. And like, I'm sorry. Like I see them both being adults and getting past it at some point. So if they can do it, so the fucking the rest of the world, you know? <clears throat> so yeah, that is basically everything I see on the Vanderpump rule side of things. Um, that's kind of how I see things kind of unfolding and hopefully people just stop being mean. I, I'm, I hate it. I hate watching people like gang up on one person. It's, it's terrible. Even the shittiest of shitty people. <clears throat> but I mean, from the, the little bit that I've seen from this show uh, here and there throughout, like they all have problems and they all do shitty things to each other. They all do shitty things in general. So, like, what? how is this any different? I just don't understand why they're coming at uh, Tom and Raquel so hard when they've all done things that they shouldn't have done. Absolutely. Lala and Sheena both have their own podcast, and they love to talk a lot of shit about how she did this, she did this, she did this. Both of you girls were the other woman. <clears throat> Lala, you were so much the other woman that you ended up getting engaged to the guy, and you gave zero fucks at that point. So... That's just my opinion on that. <laughs> Anyways, so that's everything that I feel on the show. There's other guests. There's other people on the show that they're, they, I'm not talking about right now. But at some point, I definitely will cover them as well because, like I told you, I'm obsessed. All righty. Um, now I want to talk about the Trump situation. Now, I do want to give you guys a bit of a heads up on this. I have been extremely nervous to cover anything Trump related because honestly, the guy scares the crap out of me. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> all of the legal related issues going on now, I'm going to warn you guys, <laughs> this is like 1% of what is coming to him surrounding legal problems. I have been seeing donald trump legal issues for a very long time and the issue is is that the police the authorities everybody involved they have to be extremely careful on how they handle this donald trump situation because they're afraid of many different things including 
mass chaos. Like, and I don't think that they thought it would happen. He, he has like a whole army, a whole mafia, so it would be like a war. Exactly my point. Like he has like devoted like followers. Yes, and like you know, um, I do see more and more uh, legal issues coming his way in relation to tax evasion. Um, there is going to be other women that do come forward about him paying them off. Uh, I feel like this has been going on for quite a long time. And uh, I also feel like his, uh, his, uh, the other one, you know, his right hand man, his, his son there, not the youngest son, the, this particular one that's always in the media, him too. There's also something where there with him as well. So Trump Jr. That's it. Um, so I do feel like there's going to be uh, a couple of other things coming out here over the next couple of years. It's going to take years to get there. Um, but I do see that he will not be able to get himself out of this uh, criminal charges that are currently being laid upon him um, from the porn star. So that is going to be pretty crazy. Um, the other things I wanted to mention is I also have felt as though there has been a connection to Epstein's Island. And um, that's another episode that I have been very scared to cover because of Donald Trump's connection to it. And so um, what I feel is going to be happening is this summer, I'm going to be making an Epstein Island couple of episodes, actually. And we will discuss all of this because there's a lot that is not being talked about. There's a lot that Giselle, I think her name's Giselle. I can't, I apologize if I mess her name up. That lady um, who was close to Epstein, there's things that she also confessed, told, helped, you know, and they're still working on that too. So <clears throat> there's going to be a lot that comes out eventually, but I want to cover it before it gets to that point. Um, yeah, so uh, just a bit of a... Yes, they are very scary topics for sure. Oh, yeah. But we got to do them. We're going to do them though. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's tough. Um, it is a tough thing because, you know, like... All things aside, like politics aside, like I don't care who, you know, you're voting for, who you want to be there. Like it, it, it is what it is. Everyone has their own side. But like I think he he's taken it to a extra level of, you know, going against humanity, like race related issues. Um, obviously, you know, the LBGDQ related issues, like there's a lot of things there. And um, basically he's like the mascot for for hatred at the moment and it's kind of scary so uh but yes we will definitely be covering it um i'm excited i'm excited about getting it out there too because this has been something i have literally landon's like so uh when are we gonna do uh the epstein case like and i'd be like oh uh at some point you know so i've finally decided that we're gonna do it um, which will be exciting, too. So I, I cannot wait, actually. Hey, Lisa, how's it going? I hope you're having a good day so far. I hope you're having an excellent Saturday. 
knowing the truth, right? My goodness, my goodness. <clears throat> I'm very excited to, very excited to Melissa because I've been dying to do this. Uh, honestly, I would be interested in what you have to say about DeSantis, because honestly, though, that may be too political as well. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see. We'll see what goes on there. Just came home from work. Well, I'm glad you came and came. <laughs> glad you came on the live. Sorry, said that too early. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you're fine. You're fine. We're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, just getting ready to move again, sadly, but uh, we wanted to come on this live here for you guys. I see something about the Island Boys in Epstein Island. Well, we'll have to look into that when we are doing the case. Speaking of cases, um, I know we had done uh, an episode, not an episode, but a live not too long ago about the girl coming back as Maddie McCann and how it was going to come up that she's not. You know, I told everybody in the predictions that I don't believe she is um, the daughter. You know, I don't believe she's Madame McCann. And it did come back that she is not. But there's a whole other can of worms involved with her, which I also indicated. And I really feel like shit's about to go down. Not right now, but it's going to take some time. But we're going to all, like, have one of those moments where it's like, remember that lady who was trying to say she's Madame McCain? Well, this is what really happened to her. So there's going to be this whole crazy thing that comes forward with her. So, um, yeah, it'll be crazy. Uh, Lisa, we are not disclosing where we are going at this time. Yes. We have too many stalkers. We'll let you guys know later. <laughs> That's what you said. I can't wait to see. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, um, that one was a pretty crazy um, prediction for me because a lot of people, I've done, Maddie's case, like when when doing her case, it was like a, a very tough one. That one was tough. So was Jean Benet. Like, all, honestly, all the kid cases are pretty tough, but she was um, a very tough one to get in touch with, like, because obviously I feel like she's still alive. And so when I'm in those predicaments, it's harder to figure things out. But what I can always do is eliminate or say yes or no. So like if somebody says to me, like, and that's what I'm waiting for. <clears throat> I've asked people to do it before. Like if you're, that's another reason the freaked out Facebook group is there. Like if you guys see something and you're like, Liz, is this Maddie or is this the person like is this who this is like you know you can come to me and I'll totally do an update and be like okay so Jackie sent me this photo here <laughs> you know and oh look at that the photo is of this girl and they think it's this person so like I can totally do process of elimination anytime uh, we did not find a permanent place as of yet, but we do have a temporary place to go to. So hopefully once we get to that temporary place, we will be able to find something a little bit more permanent. But that's about all we are um, going to say on that because, again, like I said, we have too many people listening. Absolutely. The other thing I want to talk about with Trump, by the way, um, you know who I'm worried about in this situation is his youngest son. I feel Barrett. Yes, I feel like he is on the brink of like 
I don't know, mental health problems, suicide. Like I just, I feel something completely off there with him. And I felt it when I was writing this up the other day. And I don't know. I just feel like people need to check in on him, make sure he's okay. He, he's not doing well. I feel like he gets made fun of a lot. I feel like he's, he's not included in the, the, Donald Trump uh, man talk that goes on, which is a good thing, I guess. But um, yeah, so I, I do worry about him quite a bit. I mean, maybe he doesn't fit into his father's like idealistic what he wants for him, you know, like if you see like his clothes, he's always wearing like t-shirts and jeans and stuff like he doesn't want to dress up like the whole family and all that jazz, you know, he's very different. And that could be many reasons why he's very different. That is a good, good point, actually. Okay, so now, last but certainly not least, I did want to talk to you guys about this situation that kind of happened the other day, which is kind of crazy. Um, I love to share this kind of stuff with you guys. I don't get too often because I get... <clears throat> things like this doesn't don't happen too often because I'm usually working a lot, but I just recently cut my hours down a little bit. So now I have a little bit more energy to like get random spirits coming to me again, which is great. Anyway, I was in my bedroom and I was, I think I was, I actually think I was watching Vanderpump Rules, I believe at this point, like season one or season two, something like that. I was uh, kind of just hanging out and going through the rest of like my emails, get making sure everything was sorted out, you know, doing like administrative stuff with work. And um, I felt this energy around me and it told me to grab my phone. Anyone who hasn't, you should join the Facebook group Freaked Out Podcast. Yes, please. Random spirits would freak me out. Uh, sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. They absolutely do. But this, when it's kids, they actually never scare me, thankfully. Except that one kid that was that spirit at that uh, place in Kingston. Um, that kid freaked me right out. She was too, too active. I thought it was great. I, I, I love those kind of spirits, the ones that are super active. Uh, I don't know. It just gets my adrenaline going. Right. Well, anyways, I grabbed my phone and I turned on my phone and uh, he th he had told me to go to YouTube. So I did. And uh, he showed me a video of this video about what had happened to him with his death. And basically, uh, long story short, um, this little boy's name was Brandon Zucker and he and his family were at Disneyland in um, in California, and they were on the uh, Roger Rabbit ride. And uh, somehow, uh, I think Brandon either stood up or he wasn't in properly or whatever the case may be, but he somehow slid out of his seat and fell under the ride and got caught and, I mean, died later on in the hospital, but in my opinion quickly instantly like I know his vitals may have not been completely gone but I feel like a big portion of him died instantaneously um, obviously his family was completely heartbroken like completely devastated I mean who wouldn't be right what a horrible way to go I know crazy and like the it took the 
the person that runs the ride, like it took them a bit of time to get their attention, to turn the ride off. Like it was in the poor father was trying to get his son out. Like it was pretty, pretty scary. But anyway, so Brandon had uh, just told me to go to the comment section of this video. Now the father of Brandon uh, was not happy with this video, actually. He was not happy because they were talking about mysterious death. I think his father is just grieving and he was just unhappy because he didn't want it to be out there and kind of relive that situation again. So he kind of made, was making some comments and the little boy, <clears throat> Brandon's like, tell my dad I'm okay. Like, I'm happy. Like, I want him to be happy and obviously can see his father like blames himself really hard. So basically, Brandon just there's miss diy finally hello hello you are so late we're on our last topic already <laughs> so late it's okay it's all good it's all good don't worry i was talking a lot we're good um anyway so brandon i uh, just want his dad to like basically know that like his dad has been really really suffering for a long time and i did make a comment under his comment like hey I uh, plan to uh, cover a message from your son on my podcast. And I gave like all the little details so that he could come if he wanted to listen. I don't know if he will or not, but um, yeah, his son just wanted to know that he is always flicking that television off. He says that when his dad turns the TV on, he turns it off. So that's his biggest way of communicating with his dad. And he just wanted him to know that. And like, he's still a kid and he's still wearing the Mickey Mouse ears, which like he just wanted his family to know, like he doesn't even care that he died. Like he said he had the best time of his life. And that's basically what he wanted his parents to know because they regret everything. They regret taking him. They regret taking him on the ride. They regret taking him to Disneyland. They should have stayed home. Like they had all these regrets and he just wants to say, no, don't regret it. <laughs> so yeah, he just wants that piece. He wants to give him that piece. It is cute. It's cute. It's really cute. Like it wasn't a scary situation. Um, I I don't know. I've noticed that too. You're a little choppy. I am a little choppy. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> um, sorry. It's because she's using her old phone, probably. Yes, at least she made it. Yeah, no, we're just pulling her leg. She knows we're just pulling her leg. <laughs> Do you think that? dad will read it i hope so i'm that's my goal i i hope he does that i don't have any other way to communicate with him so i'm, I'm hoping that he does um i hope and I, I you also probably don't really want to reach out to him either i don't because like his energy about people talking about his son's death i was like eh, i don't like approaching people that especially men like, let's just keep that in mind. That's another thing. I don't like speaking to cisgender men about what I do because I have been, uh, I've, I've had some humiliation happen before and a couple very awkward situations. So me just reaching out to a guy is really tough for me to do in general. So when he asked me, I was like, oh, how about your mom? Like, and he's like, well, my mom's not the one who wrote it. And it's like, great. <laughs> so Yes, it would be cool if you just stumbled upon it. And also, uh, a lot of cisgender men uh, don't really believe in what Liz does. So for her to reach out and be like this, he might be like, you're a crazy lady. And then he might try to press charge. If yeah. People could be crazy. So hopefully he just stumbles upon it. Maybe he takes it and 
he's like happy with it I, that's what we're hoping for he just takes it and maybe gives him a little bit of peace and he can move on with his life and live out the rest of his days with some some peace and no more guilt absolutely um and then i wanted to tell you guys um as well <laughs> about eileen might i add because there's a lot of things going on with Eileen, too. So, uh, as you guys know, I posted her episode on my birthday um, 24 hours before it was posted. She was bugging me, asking me if I was posting it at midnight, at 1 a.m. Like, girl did not let me sleep. Like, it was my birthday night. Like, I <laughs> wanted to sleep, but she wouldn't stop bugging me. But anyway, um, Right, right. She, oh, what a tragedy makes me think that boy that slid out of the ride in Orlando. Yes, there's, there's a few cases that we'll talk about here too. I've, I totally know which one you're talking about there too, Lisa. I heard that it was awful. Um, anyways, as I was saying, totally lost my train of thought. Eileen, thank you. How can I forget? Um, so she, uh, after we posted it, she was like, okay when are we writing the next part? And I'm like, well, I got to have this and this and this happen before we get there. And she's like, but why don't we do it now? And it's like, oh my God. So she just wants me to continue on writing her story, which I'm going to, but like, she just has to be patient. So she's playing with us a lot. She's playing with the podcast room. She's messing around a lot with the lights, turning them on, turning them off. Um, the television, I was in the bedroom the other day and I turned off the television completely. And I was about to get like, leave the bedroom and I turned the lights off. And just as I turned the lights off, the television like lit up and I was like, what the hell? So like, she's been She's been playing with us lately, so it's funny. Miss DIY, she's not in Florida. Well, she's probably in Florida today, but she hasn't been. She's been here bothering us. Uh, today <laughs> is the first day I haven't been feeling her energy, she, so she's probably yeah, she back in Florida. she might be back down in Florida now. Yep. I know. Everybody's ready for the next part. Uh, so, like, how did you guys feel about the episode? Like, how was everybody feeling? Did you guys feel good about the episode what did you think of it we don't have much people talking about it did anybody get any experiences while they were listening to it did eileen do anything to any of your guys's phones or the episode at all like that's good you felt for her yeah right Catherine? it was my it's my favorite so by so far i feel like this episode was like such a good episode um she is like she's she funny is, uh, she's, so she's so funny and she makes you feel her like i mean obviously uh we're bringing her to you guys in our in our space and in our home so like she just makes you feel her when you're talking about her and when we were doing this episode she was just like showing everybody like even i was seeing stuff and feeling her it was crazy she is super active like she is wild uh the night i listened to my power shut off at 3 30 in the morning oh yeah okay she was definitely showing off for you 
it wasn't scary. No, it wasn't that. And that was, I was trying to avoid people getting scared because there were a few people that were like, oh my God, I don't want to listen to this because it's scary. Like, no, it wasn't scary. She just wanted to talk about her own experience in her own words. And like, I like <clears throat> even the way she was talking about like the pedophilia that took place in her home with her grandfather and her, her mom and her like, and her grandmother and like just her brother, like all that stuff. Like, and like, she, obviously she was smart. Like I know, I know she was, you know, raped and stuff, but like she was smart enough to know like, okay, so I need to make money and get the hell out of here. Like she knew enough that she had to go, you know, she knew enough that she had to do this and that. Like she obviously didn't use her smarts for the right thing, but you know, like she was definitely a smart kid. And, um, it's so crazy because she took me back to like the way she showed me her stuff was like time traveling in a sense, like the Farrah Fawcett hair, even the way the television with like the, the diluted colors in it, like she, she showed me everything, you know, and, um, she's a, she's pretty decent and it like, she makes comments a lot to me and I cannot wait to share them on the next episode with you. Like you guys have no idea the kind of shit she says to me. It's hilarious. I begged her not to do anything while I was driving to work. I said, bitch, don't try to kill me. No, she would never try to kill you. Catherine, she loves you. She just has a funny way of showing it. It wasn't scary though. No, we're, uh, we're definitely trying not to scare anybody, but we're definitely trying to give her the stage. She never got the stage that she needed. Like when her trial came, they didn't really care about her or anything. It was just like, send her away, lock her away. When they did anything in relation to her, uh, interviews and stuff, like even those people cut things out that she said, they just didn't want to put it on TV or anything. So it's like, we're trying to give her that stage now for that. Uh, and most of her stuff, it's just, it's more sad than scary. I would say it's sad. It's just sad what happened. Absolutely. Um, and like her logic, like I've slept with like a thousand men. We're lucky that a thousand of them weren't killed. Like it was only seven. Like you're lucky it was only seven because it could have been more. Right. Because a lot of men who are going to go to prostitutes, let's face it, they're not very nice. They're going there because they have some sort of aggression issue or a kink that they can't show their wife or their spouse, you know. Those are usually why you would go there. Absolutely. I was afraid to listen because I didn't want her to scare me. She's kind of badass, though. She is badass. I feel like she was there, but she didn't scare me. Good. Yeah, she's not trying to scare anybody. She just likes, like, the attention. She likes to see people's reactions. Like, even when she was in jail, like, she was telling me, like, that people would send her letters and, like, talk about how, like, they just wanted to go, like, down on her. And like just little things like just and she just randomly tells me these little things and, and she'd be like, the women are so like and she'd be like, I wish I got to experience more women like she's like, of course, I pick the one woman that like it was going to screw me over like, she, you know, she she feels like she obviously made mistakes on the, the dating women side of things. But uh, she is a big fan of women. So if you've got a vagina like she's she loves you. She. Yeah, she was she was definitely like go, like later on in her life she was going towards that lesbian 
uh, route. Yes. I think people didn't want to look at her and see her as a victim. They would rather see her as a serial killer than a victim. Absolutely. Absolutely. They did not want to look at her like that. They just were like, oh, you killed seven men. Because who said that? Men said that. Yes. Men who worked at the police station called her a serial killer because she killed seven men. But that's why she made that comment of, I've slept with over a thousand men. I, there could be way more that I killed, but I only killed seven of them. Like, so it's true. She could have killed way more. How can you could say she's got a serial killer title because she killed seven people? Yes. And like, I think that back then people were just so distraught that this was a woman. Like it was a woman like, yeah, a woman got away with killing seven men and she did it well. Like, and, and they're distraught by that. So of course they're going to bring her down in every way possible. And then her ex-girlfriend or whatever the hell she is, she got a, she got some money out of that situation, but we'll talk about that here too. Like, so like, but she, she's got lots to say and uh, I can't wait to continue to share, especially her, her little like, um, uh, side notes she does a lot of side notes and I'll continue to share them like all the time she's just always saying things there is a couple things about her online like on YouTube you can see a couple small documentaries on like uh, she talks a little bit about her life and then most of them are interviews from when she's like in jail that's pretty much all that's up there um yeah, it does make you want to give her a hug. Yes, she does give a lot of random details. <laughs> yep. Yep. And she is all about women. So, like, um, if you're angry at your, your, your guy, like, you know, she loves playing tricks on men. Like, she likes spooking them out. She says she likes to tap on guys' shoulders and, like, cackle and freak them right out. So she does that a lot random guys uh not like so normally the guys have to be doing something stupid like being really aggressive towards a woman in some sort of way but that's the only way she'll like kind of haunt people in a way but yeah so that's basically everything that we had to talk about today um uh we will be back again on the 5th of of may we're probably going to have three more categories again. Um, I obviously got to keep an eye on, like, I mean, I wanted to cover the Dalai Lama situation too. Like, I mean, wow. Um, but that was sick and crazy. Um, I do want to mention too, as well, like on top of this Dalai Lama situation, uh, I just want to put it out there that names are going to be getting dropped this year and next year of like, and I mean like these people are well known and they will be coming out as pedophiles and rapists and there's going to be some crazy shit coming out. So Dalai Lama being one of them. I can't even, I couldn't even imagine if what happened happened behind closed doors and if it has happened, but you know what? We already know the answer to that, but we will talk about that next time. Well, we already know that, like, Anonymous has put it out there that if they do not stop this craziness going on in the United States with all these LBGTQ laws, that they will be putting everybody's profiles out there who are known pedophiles and who have 
raped, touched, did anything like that to children, have any sort of anything like that. They're going to put it all out there. So, I mean, that is a huge possibility that those names are going to come out to light here very soon. Huge possibility. It's good. The, uh, the world, like, there's a lot of crap right now, and the world needs a change in a bigger way. Like, obviously, all of these issues, like taking away trans rights and drag queens and all that fuckery that's going on right now, is trying to distract from what is really going on, which is actually seeing the truth behind these pedophiles, pedophile rings. Um, Oh, yeah, they're probably trying to move a lot of children, so they want to put it on the LBGTQ community and while they're doing all this underhanded backyard bullcrap. Exactly. Even if you aren't for the LBGTQ community, like, even if you aren't for them, like, it's still, you have to sit back, and though it's still rights being taken away from people, we got to think about that. Rights are being taken away. So what makes you think that they won't come after your voting rights? your rights to work. Watch The Handmaiden Tale. I mean, look at they already came after a women's rights, Just and that's any woman, period. That's any woman's right. It's not just LBGTQ women. It's all women in a lot of states cannot get an abortion without a man signature or one at all. They can't get a hysterectomy. They can't get anything. Some states don't even allow uh, them to get abortions, period, no matter what. Like, So they're already taking people's rights away, so it's not uncommon do you see this helping the world like saying names will it start to change start the change that we need yes we have so many women and so many gay men and even there's even straight men out there that are not like this like these are like majority like the old men and the old school thinking methods like this is not all men by any means but there's just a particular group so men and women and gay men and lesbian everyone everyone's going to come together every culture and we're going to like take these people out but in order for us to do that like we have to have power and fights and rallies and like there is going to be a lot of fighting and there are going to be some lives lost in all of this it's going to be a war within a country within a couple of countries like so there's going to be a lot of things happening but in the end result everyone will be at peace and be able to live freely and safer safer is key like uh, people should be able to feel safe and like that's all going to come full circle eventually but it is going to take some time to get there and sadly a lot of lives have to be lost Yes, Colleen B., it's most likely going to be a civil war within the country itself. Yes, we will definitely see it. It is not that far off. It's not like years and years and years away. This is like within the next couple of years. I would say, what are we in now? Well, they're trying to get a law federally passed for the entire United States for uh, protecting the LBGTQ community as a whole like a federal law to keep them safe so if we could get the people to sign this petition and sign for this law like yeah we could definitely do it but it's it's not going to just happen overnight gonna everybody's gonna have to be out there rallying and voting and 
making sure you're following the correct people. Don't follow people unless you actually do your research on them. Like, I know back when Trump became president, he was telling the LBGTQ community that he was there for them. And the second he got voted in, he immediately turned around and didn't do that, which we all should have known that. I already knew that. But there was a lot of people who thought that he was going to do the right thing, but he did not. He was just a snake in the grass. That's what he was doing. So you got to just make sure you do your research. Follow these people before they become big and famous. Like, um, I found one guy out there who's a senator who's, like, really rallying for the LBGTQ community. And there's a few others out there, men and women. So you just got to make sure you're listening to what they want us all to do. It is very scary. It is extremely scary, which is why we all have to stick together. Absolutely. I know it. it they, I know that, like, the reason lives are going to be lost is because there are a group of people that are kind of on the fence right now. They don't know what direction to go in. And it's like they need the reality in order to see things clearer. And I know all these shootings. What it. Uh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, what is that, Colleen? The WEF in 15-minute cities. What is yeah, that? I've never heard of that. Hello, Jose. Anyways, continue with what you're saying. The shootings. Yes, there's, you know, like, God, there's a couple more shootings that I feel are going to be happening this year. I, I do feel, though, one thing is I see that's really exciting, and I, I'm excited for this in a big way, but I see parents and teachers and students and college students, high school students, everyone, like, rallying together, like, about these school shootings and, like, we need something bigger happening. Like, there's going to be a big thing surrounding this all over the United States. So something good is going to happen in that way i they're going to be fighting it'll be scary to fight but they'll fight <sighs> so much scariness amy says being a woman in texas i am fucking pissed about the way this country is going especially with the gun issues i hear you i hear you like i i do and i know i think i think what a lot of people especially the people who are like super mega and they're like oh you want to take our guns no that's not what anybody is saying at all nobody wants to take your guns but what needs to happen is they need to have stricter laws they need to have stricter carrying policies like there has to be more things like i was saying one day uh, me and liz were talking and like they should make new gun safes where it's like an i retina thing and like uh you know things where kids cannot access this stuff so easily in people and they need to do way more like mental health background checks and stuff like that on these people if they have any sort of issues or any inclination that they might kill somebody or themselves or hurt people they should not have an access to a gun at all and all guns should be locked up very safely so the like kids and everybody cannot get to them like having a pin code is not good enough kids kids watch you they can see your numbers they know the numbers you use for stuff kids can get into cell phones nowadays they can get into a gun safe very easily so i i agree nobody wants to steal the guns you know but we gotta do something because this is just too much too much kids are dying you know kids are dying this is sad it's it's so crazy and like you know most of the time it's just random people going in and shooting up the schools like <sighs> that's what i'm saying it's just sad this stuff doesn't need to happen 
you know and like i like a lot of people are sitting there they're like well it's not my guns doing that and it's like yeah maybe it's not your gun but somebody's is you know like you have to look at it as a whole not just you not just your city not just your town not just your neighborhood and not just your house this is a whole entire country issue all around and you know who has to suffer these poor kids absolutely and and it's not even just it's not even just schools you know churches are getting shot up nightclubs are getting shot up like these grocery stores are getting shot up like this does not need to happen this is it's sick and sad um i wouldn't make the comment about them being a terrorist unless i knew that they were a terrorist i would never use that word lightly i would only i i, I don't know their story or their situation or, and, and it isn't necessarily a terrorist issue it could be a mental health issue it could be a mental health crisis they i wouldn't never put that kind of label on something unless i knew that they were genuinely terrorists i mean exactly like a terrorist is somebody who has like meticulously planned to like kill a mass amount of people in a very quick way like somebody who wants to take a plane and blow up the world trade centers somebody who wants to go blow up the pentagon somebody who wants to you know like bomb a train station that's a little bit more um like terrorist like versus somebody shooting up a school most times when people do shoot up schools it's mostly a mental uh health crisis they're because they're being bullied or yep, there's they've snapped. They're they've been bullied for a long time and they just can't take it anymore. Or something's happening at home. They're getting beaten up and then they're getting beaten up at school. Like there's many reasons, but most of it has to do with a mental health Absolutely. issue, which is why I said they need to do stricter background checks on people. Even if you have a child at home that has mental health issues, you should not have a gun. Sadly. Yeah. That's the choice you have when you have a child that has severe mental health issues. That's whether they're depressed or they're bipolar or they're schizophrenic or they have ODD or ADHD or anything like that. They they could think something like shooting somebody is going to make them feel better. And that's why they just shouldn't have that access. I mean, a lot of people, you know kill themselves versus killing other people most of the time that's kind of what happens we don't really ever talk about those stories very much either and some people take advantage of the mental health system and oh oh i agree and use it as excuses as well i agree with that too there's there's there it's it's a fuzzy line after a lot of people take it's awful a lot of people take advantage of a lot of things use crutches don't try to get help like there's a lot and we should be as a society trying to help everybody as much as we possibly can but we gotta bear down eliminate as much as we can and then get help and then figure out the rest but well guys i i think so you never know it's just a sad situation absolutely absolutely you never you never know uh Please find me a nice Canadian boy to get me out of this place. <laughs> I wish I could uh, help you out. I don't know any nice Canadian boys, sadly. Um, but, I mean, hey, there's always uh, TikTok and apps. Not I'm not the dating apps. Never go on there. Uh, just so you know, Amy, just uh, so you're aware, Canada does have asylum for, uh, you know, people from the U.S. to go to. 
in case uh, you know you need it and that's happening right now so anybody who's affected if you are in a state that you has like totally taken your rights away like for you for instance being in texas where you are not allowed to get an abortion and you know pretty much all your rights as a woman are taken away you can come and fill out to seek asylum here in canada if you would like to just putting that out there Oh, it's okay, Miss DIY. We're about to get off anyway, so don't worry about it. We've been on here for about an hour now, 57 minutes here. Oh, wow. Who are, you are muted. You have been muted. Right, thank you, thank you. So next, so just so you guys remember, so next week we've got Juice World's episode coming out. His is exclusive. You'll see his episode coming out here soon. Um, and then after him, we've got Christina Whitaker, which, by the way, was a bonus that was one. And um, I'm kind of like digging the episode that we got together for that one, too. A wild ride I was taken on. Anyone ever see the documentary called Relentless? Oh, my God. Twists and turns. And then things that even aren't even attached to the case happened there, which was even crazier. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out before that episode comes out. Cause I think it's a good thing to watch beforehand because we do talk a lot about it there. Um, yeah. Wow. Look, we've got some matchmaking. Uh, Jose says, Amy, how about a nice Spanish boy? Are you in Canada? Cause it seems like that's where she's looking to go. <laughs> so maybe she'll be down for that. Exactly. Yes, that was an episode that was won. Um, I cannot remember her name at the moment on who won that episode. It's killing me, but somebody won and we will announce the winner on the episode when we announce it. We actually even announced it on Wasn't Juice World. Wasn't her name Aaron? I, Aaron, thank you. It was Aaron. God, you have an excellent memory. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you have a lovely night and I, I take care of yourselves and we'll be back on the 5th of May. And remember, guys, stay freaked out.